Imagine a business built on what matters most to you. One inspired by creativity and connection, where purpose leads to profit and wealth is measured not just by your bottom line, but by your higher self. Welcome to the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast, where we connect the spiritual with the practical to create a holistic approach to entrepreneurship. Leave the hustle behind and let your intuition lead the way as you grow a successful, fulfilling business and a joyful, radiant life. Hello, my wise ones, and welcome back to the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. My name is Lee Shea McDonough. I'm your host. And as always, I'm so grateful that you're joining me for today's show. So I started this podcast because I've been listening to podcasts for years, um, kind of obsessively. Truth be told, if you were to look at my Apple podcasts right now, you would probably find almost 100 different podcasts that I listen to, um, some every week, some just time to time. But I just love the art form that is podcasting. And I knew I wanted to start my own podcast. It took me several years to finally do it. Now I am, and I'm loving every minute of it. And one of the things I love most is getting to connect with my guests. I have met so many tremendous people simply because I invited them to come on the show and they said yes. And today's guest is another example of that. I got to know Jen simply because we had connected on a Facebook post. We are both members of the She Podcasts Facebook group, which if you are a female or female identifying podcaster out there, do check out She Podcasts. That Facebook group is wonderful. And they have an annual meeting that I'm not able to attend this year, but it is on my calendar for 2020. Anyway, Jen and I connected over there and she is just a wonderful human being. She is not only a podcaster herself, she is also a voiceover artist. And she just has such a beautiful way of sharing her story, her experiences with anxiety and mental health, how she's found her way through. And I'm just so excited to share our conversation with you today. Jen Keefe is a voiceover talent. She is also the host of the podcast Real Women's Work, where she has the opportunity to hear women's stories and connect with them deeply. And I think you're going to sense that because that's what happened in our interview today. She's been featured in a variety of outlets, including HuffPost Live, Parents Magazine, and she was cast to read her writing at the live stage show, Listen to Your Mother. She is such a wonderful human being, and I cannot wait for you to hear my conversation with Jen Keefe. So let's get to it. Well, hello, Jen. Thank you so much for coming on the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. Hi, Lee. Thank you so much for having me. I've, I've so enjoyed getting to listen to some of your episodes, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. Oh, my gosh. It's my pleasure, and I've been looking forward to this as well, too. So let's get right to it. Tell me about your business and, and how you serve the world. Yeah, surely. So my my business, um, by by strict definition, is I'm actually a voiceover talent. Um, and how I serve the world kind of technically is by providing a voice so that people can, I can just help them to bring their vision to something tangible. Uh, but how I really think that most serves the world, I've learned over the last few years, is becoming the person that felt comfortable doing that and embracing my creativity and understanding that that really is a gift to the world and embracing that, I've come to learn how that just serves the world in such a big way and that it's good to acknowledge and say that. Uh, so that, that's kind of the business. But what sort of came out of 
the business in some ways a little bit, only because I already had the setup ready, really, I think, uh, is a, I started my own podcast and that is serving the world in a way that really excites me. I hope it's serving the world by giving women more of a space to talk specifically about how they work. Um, and there's so much wisdom and lessons that come out of those conversations. So, so those are, those are kind of the, the two ways business related that I'm serving the world at the moment. I love that. And I actually want to dive into both of them. Um, I'm so interested by your work as a voiceover artist. Can we spend a little bit of time just talking about that and, and how you got into it and, and what it's been like for you to build a business around that? Absolutely, Lee. So I, I got into it many, many years ago, but I stopped. Do, I, I haven't been doing it for that many years. I, I got into it many years ago when a friend of my sister who was a, a talent recruiter in Manhattan, we were out for drinks with her one night and she's like, you have such a great voice. Have you ever thought about doing something with it? And that's how I learned about voiceover. And this was really a long time ago. It was pre-Facebook. You know, the internet wasn't necessarily like our big go-to at that point. Uh, so I was just kind of calling around to radio stations saying, I don't know where to get started. Like, I don't even know if I have the voice for it. And sort of fast forward, what I learned is, yes, it's, it's helpful to have a great voice, but like any business that you start, uh, there's so much more that goes into becoming a, a voiceover talent and building a business around it from getting coached properly, properly finding your uh, genre, your niche, really where you're going to focus. And then of course, as, as you and anybody who owns a business well knows, most of the time is spent marketing. <laughs> finding <laughs> true. So true. your voice. Yes. <laughs> so that's kind of how I got into it. But I was always... I had such self-worth and confidence issues for so much of my life that I never felt like it was responsible for me to actually pursue it as a career. And I started, it, I, I started to get into it before I had kids. And then I had a very traumatic first pregnancy and um, health issues that came around it. And it really just derailed a lot of things. And so I didn't pursue it for a lot of years. And it's only been in the last year that I've really understood what it means to build this as a business. And I'm really taking intentional actions on a daily basis to actually build it as a business. You know, and I can sense that even in the way that you are telling your story, that there was a shift for you um, at one point. And it, and it sounds like the adversity you faced kind of put you in a place where you had to press pause on it for a while, walk away from it, and then come back renewed with a greater sense of purpose and understanding. At least that's, that's what I'm picking up on from you. I think that's really insightful of you to, to pick up and articulate for me. Thank you, Lee. I, I think that that's accurate. Life did happen unexpectedly, not as planned, uh, and, and life kept happening <laughs> for a number of years. And ultimately, all of it did sort of crescendo for me and made me really take a good long look at my self-worth and where my self-worth was. And that was the big shift for me when I started to raise my self-worth, that the shift that you are hearing in my story was absolutely from that, from that raising of my self-worth. 
Yeah. So I think what you just described in terms of self-worth, that resonates so strongly with me. I suspect it will with a lot of the listeners too, because for me, this whole journey of entrepreneurship has been about, yes, it's been about the business side, but it's been about the personal side too. And really stepping into my identity as a CEO and so much work around owning that. And for me, that's so tied to self-worth because I want to get a lot of pride in what I do, of course, but I'm also so much more than what I do. I'm not defined by my output. And for me, that's been the biggest struggle is how can I really connect with the work that I'm doing and be proud of it, but not have it define me to the point that my self-worth is so intrinsically tied to it. That is such a tricky place, isn't it? You you articulated yeah. that so well. It's such a tricky place and it feels like just being aware of it, just having that self-awareness around it is so helpful of being able to, I, I, it just got me thinking, somehow that relates to goal setting too. You know, what your goal may not necessarily be output in terms of income, but, but other growth measures that you're taking that should be celebrated. Absolutely. And I think as business owners, it is really important that we're clear on our vision. We know what we want. We've got a strategy. We have goals. And then the trick is holding those goals lightly so that we don't get so attached to them that if they don't happen or if something else comes up that we're not not only are we not overly disappointed, but we're not defined by whether we've hit those goals or not. You know, our self-worth, our, our right to exist is not dependent upon whether we checked all the boxes on our to-do list today. I was listening to a podcast yesterday specifically for VOs and the, the man who does this podcast is he's, he's wonderful. And he was talking about the last episode in July and he was talking about some of his business coaching clients they assess at the end of July, of course, halfway through the year, how they're, how they're measuring up against the goals they had set at the beginning of the year. And he was saying every single one of his clients felt like they hadn't hit them and they had so much work to do. But once he had talked with them about, okay, well, what had, have, had they accomplished in that year? Everything changed. And all of a sudden, they felt so much better about their progress. And I thought that was so insightful and astute for all of us to take with us and even just on our own evaluate either we did or didn't set goals and we did or didn't hit them. But what have I accomplished in these last few months? Whether it's big or small, just being able to look at what we actually have accomplished, I feel like it goes a long way. I think you're right. It completely changes our frame of reference. And we're not looking at what's, what's undone or what's still outstanding, but instead like the, extent, the outstanding things we've already done, right? It's, it's a completely different way of viewing it. And it's a, it's a, it is a, some sort of a balance because if you skew too far to the other side, you're really not directly getting paid <laughs> for growth measures, you're, you know, you get paid for output. So as a business owner, it, you do have to really make sure you, you, you stay on the right side of that line to also produce an income, which is always, always tricky, I think. It is, it is. And yet that is what makes it a business, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we do need to have revenue coming in if we are going to have a sustainable business. So it is very much about finding that balance. 
And so I would love to kind of move into a discussion now about your podcast and about how your podcast serves your business, but also serves you. What has that experience been like? This has been so unexpected. And and I will intentionally uh, work on brevity here because I could talk for hours about how cool this experience has been. It has served me directly uh, by helping me to see my value, increase my self-worth, improve my confidence, all the things that come with that directly because of my conversations with guests every week. I didn't expect that. And when I look back now, I just hit the year mark of, of, publishing episodes. Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's that's a big deal. It is. It's very exciting. Uh, Thank you, Lee. I appreciate that. It is exciting. And when I look back and even listen back to those first 10 interviews and episodes, I can hear the shift in my own voice. I can hear how unsteady I was. And, you know, I was just starting to climb out of the lowest point of my life. And, and I can, I can hear that in myself, in the conversations and the questions. I can remember where I was and I can look back at each episode and think about what each guest gave me, me personally throughout this last year. And I just feel like that is, and I know I'm not the only one. I know everybody who listens is taking away different nuggets and different wisdom and, and different observations about life and work and all of these things that are hopefully also providing them strength. And I I didn't expect all of, all of that to come out of this. I just thought each of these interviews would be, you know, I honestly thought 10 or 15 minutes, it would be very specifically about how women work and seeing how capable and strong and smart and savvy and all around amazing women are has has strengthened me in a way that I just wasn't expecting. That's so powerful. And I'm sitting here like nodding my head in agreement because I've had that experience too when I get to connect with guests through the podcast. Yes, it's very much about serving the listener, but it benefits me too. I get so much out of connecting with these extraordinary people. And what's so cool, I don't know if you've had this experience, but when you're podcasting, sometimes you're recording in advance. So maybe I'm recording in April, but the episode won't won't come out until June or July. Mm -hmm. Inevitably, whatever I'm talking about with my guest, it's relevant both at the time of recording But then when it comes out and I'm listening to it again, it's like, this is exactly what I needed to hear today. It is amazing. It's the coolest thing. And you're so right, Lee. I love that. You're so right. It, it, It absolutely works that way. And it really is. It's really, I think, speaks to stories are always relevant. And essentially, that's what we're really all doing with podcasting. Stories always hold relevance. Always. That's so true. It, it is about the story and story as a means of connecting with other people. Mm-hmm. And I think also there's, for me, it's very much about somewhere on some level, like my intuition knows that this is what is needed in the world right now. Yes. Like it is just coming out at the right time for, for me, for my clients, for my people. And so to allow that to inform the process has just been transformative for me. Isn't it incredible? Do you are you familiar with the writing of Elizabeth Gilbert? Oh, yes. yes. I adore her. Oh, I isn't do. she great? She's so wonderful. She talks about, and, and, and just before I started this podcast, like I mentioned, I was in the lowest point of my life. I had 
was in going through coming out of a, a mental breakdown for, I mean, that, that's what it was. And I had read her book, Big Magic, for the first time as I was coming out of that. And she talks about that idea of the, however you believe this to manifest itself, those little ideas that sort of gnaw at us and nudge at us. And if we don't respond to them, they're going to go on to somebody else. But sometimes, you know, this is your idea to take on. And I don't know, as I was listening to you talk about how you started your podcast, Lee, I was thinking about when the idea for Real Women's Work started gnawing and nudging at me, I really was reading Elizabeth Gilbert's words and thinking, oh my gosh, there is a reason that whatever, whatever it is, the world, the universe wants me to do this right now. And I'm so glad I listened because I think you're right. And another um, piece of that for me is I really did start this just as I was coming out of this significant low and mental breakdown. And it really forced me on a weekly basis to engage it was, it was, it's my word for this year, engage. And it really forced me to engage with people, with being productive, with output, not my podcast doesn't provide income, but putting an episode out. Um, so I just think that the, that little nudge that Elizabeth Gilbert talks about is so, um, wherever you believe it comes from, I think it is so spot on. Yes, I think you articulated that beautifully. And I would love to explore a little bit more about your journey uh, that led you here to today. And I, I appreciate the fact that you are open about your struggles with anxiety and that you really frame that as a part of your journey. And I, I would love to know a little bit more just about how your intuition and how choosing to engage has served you in your journey through and ultimately out of anxiety. I think anxiety is something I've had my whole life. I'm, I was diagnosed in my late 20s with generalized anxiety disorder and, and thought I had, got, and I had at the time, gotten it under control. I think a huge part of what led to my low point and mental breakdown a couple of years ago was not valuing and and trusting my intuition, which of course is not valuing and trusting myself. So I think that all related to the self-worth issue. And there are so many different opinions and, and you know so much more about the 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 theory and, and kind of psychological part of all of this. My practical experience is that so much of my anxiety, it, my anxiety issues, mental health issues, so much of them, I won't say come from because I don't, I don't believe that, but so much of them are exacerbated by not valuing my intuition and having low self-worth. And so to me, they really go hand in hand. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too, Lee, but they really go hand in hand. Self-worth and intuition, when you, when you have high self-worth and you're valuing your own thoughts and wisdom and experience, that to me is our intuition. You know, we're taking all that we've learned and all that we know and all that we've listened to and, and, and all that we've experienced and trusting that really immediately and not wasting time in the uncertainty and the indecisiveness and the second guessing ourselves. Um, 
So I don't know if I got off track there, but but no, not at all. Okay. In fact, I'm sitting here just thinking like this is one of the most extraordinary explanations of anxiety I've ever heard because you're so right. It, it, when we are in that anxious state, and I say that as someone who has also struggled with anxiety in the past. I mean, when I think back, my first panic attack was when I was 10 years old. So this has been a part of my life as well. And when I think about the times in my life when I've experienced those anxious crises, it has been when I have been disconnected from myself, when I have silenced my intuition, when I have really put the emphasis on other people's thoughts and what ifs and how comes, and it just like, it became so external that it drowned out my own inner voice. And so I think the link that you've made between the two is really profound. It's, it, it, you're, I love what you just said, Lee, when, when we silence ourselves, somebody's voices are going to be in our head. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so if it's not ours and we selectively choose the ones that are negative and berating and um, question our capabilities to fill that space, yeah, it's, it's a recipe for poor mental health. It is. And so what I heard you say was that you chose a very specific way of helping yourself move through this, and that was choosing to engage. Can you tell me a little bit more about what what that word engage means to you? I know it's your word of the year. It is incredibly important. I'd love to know a little bit more about what that means to you and, and how it shows up for you in your life. So I... I... I've got to get the timeline right because it, it will it will sound inconsistent maybe, but the timeline, but I think I'm right. Two July, so just two years ago, two Julys ago, I was really coming out of, I mean, when I say low point and, and mental breakdown, it was really not just, just, just a horrible place. And I was starting to come out of it and we were, my husband has Friday afternoons off and we were taking a ride in, to get, a, I don't know, an ice cream or something with the kids. And my sister texted me this quote where my sister's an avid marathon runner. I've run Boston once. um, And she texted me this quote from the woman who had just finished first that year in the Boston marathon. And it's a woman named Des Linden. And she had talked about feeling like she should drop out of the marathon that year because she started off so poorly um, and, and she just didn't think she could keep going. And so my, my sister texted this particular quote by Des Liz, Liz Linden. She said, I was in third or fourth and I thought I probably shouldn't drop out. So I kept going. I mean, honestly, I felt miserable. And sometimes when you pick it up and just forget about how you're feeling and just engage for a little bit, I'm going to get all like emotional reading this out loud to you. It can kind of turn everything around. And my sister texted me on that day. I was sitting in the car and I was, I mean, I'm, I've got tears in my eyes now thinking about it because it was everything to me in that moment. It was everything to me. I, I mean, honestly, I felt miserable. And sometimes when you pick it up and just forget about your feeling and just engage a little bit, it can kind of turn everything around. So that became my daily practice, just engage a little bit, just engage a little bit, get back into the world, reach out to people, do anything that's productive. And this, of course, does not mean ignore the feelings, don't process the mental health break. It doesn't mean any of that, but it just meant to me, 
it was so simple and straightforward. In this moment, how can you engage? And indeed, that word is really what helped me to turn everything around. And it's really how the podcast fit in because every week, even when I felt like I couldn't possibly talk to anybody, I had already engaged by scheduling the interview. And so I had to engage by having the conversation. And I left that conversation feeling strengthened, empowered, connected, productive. Um, so that, that's really enga engaging is what turned things around for me. That is extraordinary. I'm sitting here with tears in my eyes yeah. too. Yeah. Um, it, that's just such an extraordinary story. And, and I am familiar with, with uh, Des and her extraordinary story. So it's, it's been a few years, but um, I'm a former marathon runner myself. And I remember hearing an interview with her. I think she was on the Another Mother Runner podcast shortly after she had her baby and just her ability to come back. And, and not, it was a different return because she knew that she was different now. And so she couldn't return to the Des before. She had to be like the Des now. And to link that with this idea of engaging and that it provided such a lifeline for you. Yes. It's just so extraordinary. Yes. A lifeline. It was it was a lifeline. It was a lifeline. Yes. Yes. I'd love that. I'll ask you after, but I'd love the, um, to be sure if that's another mother, another mother runner podcast. I'd love to listen to that episode with her. Yes. And I will, I will find it and we'll put it in the show notes as well. Awesome. For sure. Um, I think this might be a great time to move into the next part of our show, which is the make it work moment. So the Make It Work moment is brought to you by my book, Act on Your Business, Braving the Storms of Entrepreneurship and Creating Success Through Meaning, Mindset, and Mindfulness. So you can learn more about Act on Your Business at actonyourbusiness.com, or you can head over to Amazon where it is available in both Kindle and paperback. So one of the reasons I wanted to write a book about meaning, mindset, and mindfulness is because I think it really gets to a lot of what we've talked about in this episode of, of finding a way through, of being aware that when we're disconnected from ourselves, those other voices are going to come in, the voices of self-doubt and of discouragement. And so in the book, I really talk about ways that we can respond when we feel like all we're hearing is you can't do this. Who are you to do this? Who do you think you are? Um, there's some real concrete strategies in the book that can help you kind of work through that. So listeners, if that's something that you need right now, then I hope the book serves you. So you can find more at actonyourbusiness.com. So I am going to hand the reins over to Jen because as my regular listeners know, when I have a guest on, I love for my guest to provide the make it work moment where we take what we've talked about today and we drill it down into something actionable so that after this episode ends, you can go out into the world and apply what we've talked about today because that's where we make a difference in our lives. So Jen, what is your make it work moment today? I first have to tell you, Lee, I cannot believe how excited I am to be able to, I didn't expect this. I am so excited to be able to share this with people. I just, I'm feeling just tremendous gratitude right now. My make it work moment to share with people would be to choose to engage. And there are so many ways I feel like that now having gone through these last couple of years, so many ways that can be applied, whether we are 
at rock bottom and just trying to claw, not even crawl, claw our way out from there, engaging in tiny little ways. When I, when I was at my worst, I would just walk downstairs and get a coffee just for that little bit of engagement, just that little bit of engagement. And then, you know, now that I'm better and stable, uh, I engage in much bigger ways, take more risks, do scary things, you know, uh, responsible risks, do scarier things um, that will, will help me to be better and be a better person. But there are so many, so many different ways to engage. And one of the other things, now that I'm stable and moving forward instead of just trying to stabilize, one of the other things that I love about continuing to choose to engage is one of my mentors taught me this, and I've experienced it to be true. Action removes the doubt. And not only does action remove the doubt, but when we are in activity or engagement, when we're engaging, we're so busy with that that there is so much less room for other people's negativity and voices to come in and attempt to knock down our own self-worth, which I believe is so important. So my personal make it work moment that I think will be true for, for the foreseeable future is just to choose to engage in whatever way I can in the moment. I love that. I love that. And so we're, we're issuing a challenge now to the listeners. It's your turn to engage. Whatever that looks like for you, reaching out to someone, starting something new, like find a way to engage with your people, with your community. Take a step forward today. That is incredibly inspirational, Jen. Thank you. So Jen, I know that the listeners are going to want to engage with you. So where can they find you and how can they learn more about you and your work and your podcast? Sure. Thanks, Lee, for asking that. So my podcast is Real Women's Work, and we are uh, realwomenswork.com. We're Real Women's Work on Twitter and uh, Facebook, and then we are Real Women's Work podcast on Instagram. And that's where you can access the show. We're on all the major, you know, iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and, and over, Overdrive, uh, Overdrive, Overcast and Google Play. Um, so we're on all the major outlets. And then if, if for folks who might be a little bit more interested in the, the mental health part of this, I also have started to do a little bit of writing on my website, ponderinggen.com. And that's J-E-N-1-N. Uh, so those are the places where, where folks can find us. Excellent. Well, we will be sure to include links to all of that in the show notes. But Jen, I just cannot thank you enough for coming on today. I have so enjoyed our conversation. I know the listeners are going to get such great value from it as well. I'm just so grateful for your beautiful heart. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you, Lee, for having me on and allowing me to share my story and for what you're putting out into the world. I, I, over the last couple of years, just can't tell you how much I have come to appreciate people who are finding the courage to put these important conversations into the world because for so many of us, they really are lifelines. So thank you, Lee. Oh my gosh, my honor, my privilege. Thank you, Jen. Wasn't that just an extraordinary conversation? It was one of those ones where I'll be honest with you, I had a couple questions prepared, but the conversation just went where it needed to, where it wanted to, where it was supposed to. And I'm so grateful that Jen came on the show. And what you didn't hear in that interview is, I don't know, about five, 10 minutes in, my mic stand completely fell off my table. I have an arm uh, mic stand that I use and it's adjustable. 
And we were literally in the middle of her interview when it just crashed to the floor. And fortunately, I had muted my mic at that point. So I was able to just let her finish and then pause the recording and explain what had just happened. And she was so gracious. She was so understanding and just really went with the flow. As soon as I got my mic back in working order, we just picked up right where we left off. And, you know, not everyone would be able to do that. And I think that's a testament to just how easygoing and understanding Jen is and how she really does prioritize engaging. She was not going to let a faulty mic stand get in the way of us continuing to connect through that interview. So Jen, thank you for your understanding with that. And I would love to engage with you. And there are a few ways that we can do that. So first, head on over to the Work Your Inner Wisdom Facebook community. That's where you'll find me and other spiritual entrepreneurs who are building their businesses. And it's just such a great place to come to know that you are supported. So head on over to workyourinnerwisdom.com slash community, and that will bring you over to Facebook where you can request to join. You can also engage with me over on Instagram. So come find me. I'm at Elsie McDonough, and I would love to hear what you think of the show and what you'd like to see or hear rather in future episodes. So again, I want to thank my guest, Jen Keefe. I want to thank all of you for listening today. I want to thank those of you who have gone to Apple Podcasts and left a review. Again, this podcast is growing, our community is growing, and those reviews really make a difference. So thank you for leaving the review. And if you haven't yet, I would be so grateful if you would take two minutes to head on over to Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. I hope you all have a wonderful week. And until next time, remember to let your inner wisdom lead the way. 